At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome to Infertility and Me podcast, a show that amplifies diverse stories about the struggles of infertility and fertility in a safe space. Our goal is to normalize fertility stories that validate, give hope, and create a community where no one is left silently suffering. You guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Infertility and Me podcast. I am your host, Monique Farouk, your fertility friend, advocate in the community. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in, for sharing your insights on the podcast yearly survey. We've done it before. So I appreciate you guys who have taken the time out thus far to give your feedback on the show. And again, I thank you. Quick shout out to our top cities for the last 30 days, which would be Seattle, New York, Atlanta, Denver, and Baltimore, Maryland. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for downloading and sharing as well. And another shout out to our top countries for the last 30 days, which is Canada, Australia, Armenia, Bosnia, and Finland came in on the top five. Thank you, friends overseas for tuning in. I hope that you feel validated, supported, and have found your tribe through Infertility and Me podcast. And you guys, so I had this crazy wacky idea to start recording more solo episodes so that you can become more familiar with me and I can become more familiar with you through your emails, your Instagram DMs, all the things that you guys send me. I appreciate you. And so I'll be making more solo episodes in between our fertility friends who come and share their stories just to give the podcast something else to look to look forward to for you guys and also just to connect with you more in a more intimate setting with this with just me and you and I also want to introduce a new segment that will be on solo episodes only and it will be called friend check-in so friend check-in is where I will share emails and messages that I receive from you guys and your feedback and things that you're going through. So basically, I get messages sometimes from you guys and you know who you are, who have emailed me and or sent me Instagram DMs saying how much you love the show and how much the IG page is helping you get through the most tumultuous time of your life. And so I just wanted to create a segment where I honor you guys and the messages that you send me and share on the show anonymously. So you can email me your friend chicken letters at info at moniquefarouk.com and you'll have a link in the show details no matter what platform you're in so that you can tap and go and email me 
your friend check-in. It could be a win. It could be something that you're struggling with. Whatever it is that you're going through that you want to share with me and the community on the podcast, but you don't want to record specifically for those who do not want to record on the show and share their story. So you could just send me a letter, a quick hey or whatever, and I'll read it on the show anonymously. And so that way we can keep up to date with one another and all those good things. So please continue sending me messages and emails and DMs. I love to hear from you guys. It is so vastly important to me to know that you are engaged with the community and podcast and so that I know that I'm doing it right. (laughs) And so fair warning, you guys, this show is explicit content. Make sure that you have your headphones in. Please, 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 please. So as you saw today's title, the episode is about the mindfuck, trying to conceive for a sibling after IVF. And I decided to create this specific topic of an episode because a lot of people have been asking me lately, will I go back for treatment again? And if I am not, why and how did I come to to the decision of not going back for more treatments for a sibling? And so here it is, you guys. Before COVID started, Bear with me, guys. Before COVID started in 2019, summer of 2019, maybe the end of uh, 2018, hubby starts talking about trying to conceive again and trying to conceive for a sibling. And at the time, Omar was about one and a half, two years old. And I was open to it. And I had my reservations about it too, as you guys know, going through infertility and fertility treatments is so vastly hard and arduous and all of those emotions, right? And so I was okay with it. And I said, okay, fine. So in 2019, the summer of 2019, we moved into a larger home to prepare for possibly another sibling to have more space and such like that. And so after we moved in and I said, okay, well, let me get my thyroids tested because that's always been an issue for me. I'm always borderline hypothyroid and, or just complete (laughs) thyroid dysfunction. And so that is what I did. And the test came back normal from my endocrinologist. Now, be mindful, I did not see a reproductive endocrinologist. I went to see an endocrinologist who specializes in hormonal care and such like that, all those things that they do. Shout out to them. And when I got my results back, it came back normal. So I was like, oh, this is a go. Let's do it. And I said, well, maybe my dumbass, <laughs> maybe, just maybe, it'll happen naturally. Like, why do we do that to ourselves? Why do we do it? But we do. Okay. We're, we're women. We're out here trying to live. We're out here trying to expand families, grow families and all these things. And so I says, why not? So I've tried, I've used since I've tried, what was the other one is a couple of other products out there who help you better track your ovulation. And Obisense is one where it has a device that you put into your vaginal canal before your fertile window to track your surges in hormones to indicate um, when you're going to ovulate and better and more accurately depict when that's going to happen. So I did all that for that summer. And I called my reproductive endocrinologist's office and told them about it. And she said, well, you know, you have a history of infertility. You can keep trying on your own if you want, or you can come in and we can do more testing, check your fallopian tubes again with the HSG, do your blood work and such. And I said, well, I'll hold off for a minute. Maybe just maybe a fucking miracle will happen, you guys, but it didn't happen. Here we are (laughs) a couple years later after COVID. 
and still nothing. And so, yeah, that's pretty much, much the gist of it. And we, I didn't go to my fertility. Look, here's the thing. I didn't go to my fertility clinic to receive the testing because I'm going to be frank and honest with you guys. I was scared as fuck because I, at the time was 37 going on 37 at the time. And I'm like, look, I'm over the age of 35. There is no way in the hell these tests are going to come back in my favor. There's no way. And we're in the midst of COVID, definitely wasn't going to go into any doctor's offices. So by the time this year that we're in now, 2022 comes around. And even last summer, I decided for the most part that I wasn't going to pursue a sibling because I was just scared, you guys. And my anxiety was through the roof every time I thought about going back to the clinic, getting the testing, going through the motions. And I have this toddler who is now five and a half years old and trying to navigate how we would go to appointments with the sibling, with with Omar Jr. and then not taking him upstairs and offending people who, who haven't had one bundle yet or anything like that. So all these different things are going through my mind and my anxiety was just through the roof. And every time I thought about it, it was just like sweats would start happening at the beat of my forehead. Right. And, and I just like, I couldn't do it. And I kept going back and forth to my husband, Omar senior, and he just started getting agitated. I was agitated and he's always so optimistic about like, you know, miracles can happen and all that stuff like that. And me, I'm like, look, dude, we've been together for 13 years and never gotten pregnant naturally. <laughs> the evidence is is there. It's clear. The data is clear. Okay. And so I just came to the conclusion right around my birthday time, 2021 in October. I'm like, you know what? This is my life. And I just started dealing with the picture and thought of being a mom of one, a family of one with no other lineages, right? For my husband's namesake. And eventually, I just started becoming comfortable with that idea. Oh, and then I left out a very important detail. Like, I had got tested. Um, I forgot I did get tested at my OBGYN. And um, this was last year, this time, I went for my checkup. And <laughs> I had freaking ovarian cysts. And so there was a couple of them. And she wasn't concerned about them because they weren't like super huge, but they were there. And then there possibly was uterine polyps again, just like when I first got diagnosed again um, many years ago with infertility. And so if you haven't listened to the first couple of episodes of the podcast, go back and listen to that, friend, because my entire story is in those first three episodes. Just a shameless plug for you guys. And so anyway, I had ovarian cysts. Oh, I'm like, oh, this is some BS. This is BS. So that was the other thing too. And I was scared that I was going to have low AMH at my age this past fall, like turning 38 and all. And I, I just really sat with it and worked through my anxieties and just became comfortable with the idea of having only one child. And for me, I always thought I would have two because my husband, not being close with his family in Bangladesh, I was like, you know, I've always said I wanted to give him two because just so he can have more family of his own here. You know what I mean? It's so much different for 
spouses who don't who are not close to their families who are um estranged estranged from their families excuse me I can't talk today what the fuck and um I just always wanted to give him to and I felt that very deeply and I feel there was a point before up until now where I felt really badly that he ended up with me and being infertile like I am who I am. I have all these great things to offer in a relationship, but I couldn't offer the lineage that he desired. And my husband's the kind of person like he didn't care whether it was a girl, a boy, just as long as it was a healthy baby. And then that was the other thing because I had such a traumatic birth experience as well as a black woman. You know, we have really high rates of mortality during childbirth, pre, um, premature births, which I went through. So not only am I infertile, got diagnosed at 29 years old, but I also was part of the statistical data for black women having premature babies, being higher than our white counterparts. And Omar was born at 24 weeks, four days. A lot of people don't know or and or forget that he was born that early, especially in the community, because I don't really push content about him and our birth story that much. And so that was the other thing. We spent 129 days, AKA four months, the first four months of his life in the NICU. And so that was another issue that I had with trying for a sibling. To me, all of the cons of my situation didn't add up for me. And I did not feel comfortable in my body and trusting my body that it would do what it should do to create human life and see it to fruition and, 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 and giving birth to a healthy baby, unlike the first time. And because I did have premature birth the first time very early in pregnancy, um, you know, I was six months in the early parts of my six months, which is still considered very, very early because we're talking about a baby who was born with underdeveloped lungs, you guys. Okay. And he had tubes in his side because there was pockets of air that, um, that were being, um, that popped up. I can't remember the exact medical term at this moment. Cause it's been, you know, quite a minute, it's 2017 when he was born. And so, you know, it's just all these things with his birth that would come up in my anxiety and sadness and depression of thinking about going back for treatment again. And all the things that I thought I had healed from were coming back. You guys, like it was just coming back and side note, during this time, like my niece, she got pregnant with her fiance, which is a whole different story. And shout out to her, my niece, my my great nephew is one and a half now, but she comes up pregnant, her and her fiance during this time in um, last summer and the summer before last, I'm sorry, was it the summer before last? He's a year old now. Yeah. So, you know, I'm crying on the phone with my sister when she breaks the news to me. My sister's like, you know, I understand that. So it was just like, you know what? I just sat down one day and I wrote a list and I was like, all the great things about my life that I can do with my one and only. And then all the things that would change about my life if I had a sibling. And one of the biggest things for me was the community and podcast that we have created over the last two and a half years. I didn't want to give that up. I don't want to give that up. I don't want to leave the community. I still want to be of support. I still want to be that face and that voice for women and men everywhere, especially my people of color and my black and brown women and men and non-binaries. And that was really important to me because I feel like part of my legacy will be this podcast and this community that we have built. And so I knew with a sibling, 
that it would pull me away from you guys. And I had worked so hard to get to this point. And so I didn't want to give that up. I didn't want to spend the money on IVF when I could do things entrepreneur um, as an entrepreneur and a real estate investor, that it could go towards that. And I didn't know if I would have the energy for a sibling because my son, you guys, is a lot. <laughs> and I mean that <laughs> in the most endearing way because that is my baby, that is my heart, that is my pumpkin schmumpkin. But he is very high energy and he is very extroverted and I am an ambivert. And although both of us are air signs, Aquarius and Libra, we get along very great, but he, it takes a lot of energy to, to care for him because he is so freaking intelligent, you guys. And he asks a lot of questions and he's curious and he wants to do things. And I'm his everything right now, especially because during half the time of his toddler years, we were locked down in COVID. Okay, so there was no play dates. There was no going to school and kindergarten and socializing and things like that. And in my mind, I'm just like, if I have another baby, can I do I even have the energy for another baby? Like I'm an old I would be an old ass mom at this point. <laughs> and no offense to you guys who are trying after 35 and or over 40. That's just me. This is me. This is me sharing my experience with you guys. This is me telling you how I feel about it for myself and my situation specifically. So please don't take that to heart. But then I had to have the conversation with Omar Sr. And I'm I'm and I told him all of these things. And he thought about it and he wasn't really all that happy about it, but he came around to the idea of it. And I said, you know, if a miraculous thing happens and we become pregnant, then so be it. But I don't think I don't think that I can handle going through this again. And I just had to get real with myself and I had to get real with him about it. And I think that applies to even you guys who haven't received the bundle yet, who haven't um, become pregnant yet through fertility treatments or whatever way that you are seeking to expand your family adoption, egg donorship, all of those things. And I think that we can all apply these things to our situations. It's just being real with ourselves, being real with our spouses, and really looking at our lives and what we want for our lives to help us determine these next steps that we want to take with ourselves. And then so when we started traveling again this summer, I'm like, oh my God, this is easy. Just the three of us I got to worry about. And the dog, of course, my old man, Sebastian. And it was just easy traveling so far this summer with having one kid. And I'm like, oh my God. And I'm watching people at the airport. I'm watching people when we take our road trips and they have multiple children and it's like chaos and ah, and all that stuff. And I'm just really appreciating my life right now for what it is and how it has transpired and how things have worked out for us. And so I encourage you guys to have the conversations, to be honest with yourself about where you are, if that means taking breaks, if that means taking the summer off from treatments, if that means revisiting after the new year and holidays are coming up soon. And so there's going to be a lot of emotions coming along and, and, and hitting you all at once. And so I just wanted to share my truth with you guys. And since a lot of people have been asking me lately because Omar's older now and a lot of times people will think that, okay, he's older now, she may be ready. And so I'd have no issues answering questions, which is why I decided to come on a podcast and share it publicly with you guys and so you can hear it from my own mouth. And so, yeah, if you guys resonate with that with this episode and and you understand where I'm coming from, screenshots, send me a DM 
send me an email, info at momoniquefarouk.com and let me know how you feel about it. Let me know what you're going through and, and I'll share it anonymously on the show on our next solo episode for Fertility Friend Check-In. And yeah, just let me know how you guys are feeling about things and where you are. And don't forget that you can join the Discord community chat if you're seeking support outside of social media that is moderated by yours truly. Don't forget to follow on Instagram at Infertility and We Podcast. And also make sure that you fill out our yearly survey. Quick, 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 two to three minutes. That's all it will take. And I take everything that you guys give me, any feedback to heart and try to address it and get better. And again, you guys, I thank you for tuning in to another episode of Infertility and Me Podcast. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.